Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey everyone, AMD here, ready to tell you about a new and amazing guest. Had the chance to chat with Sonia, aka I'm Your Electric Girl on Instagram. And Sonia is a union organizer for strippers over in the UK, um, originally from Poland. And um, she gave us a lot of insight about what's happening over in the UK, uh, you know, kind of backing up what Gemma Rose was telling us in a, in a recent episode um, titled The Kraken is Coming for Us All. Um, but it was it was really interesting hearing another perspective, but like a very similar perspective. Um, but this in this particular episode, Sonia is making the case for unionizing strippers and sex workers um, because the situation is getting worse and worse as time goes on. And um, there were a lot of similarities to what Sonia and her colleagues are dealing with as far as unionizing that some other union organizers in here in the States have been dealing with. So, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot to be done as far as like really making sure that people understand their their rights, the rights that they're entitled to as workers. Um, and, you know, but I don't know how else to say it other than we really have to do the work and we have to look at law and we have to understand um, because people for too long has have taken advantage of the fact that um, the law can be really vague sometimes. It, it can be written in a really vague way. And, um, you know, it takes time and patience to read through this stuff and really understand it. And so if you would like to know more about unionizing, um, you can follow uh, some unionized accounts and you can even follow, you know, the PDX stripper strike because they're talking a lot about what your rights are as well. That's a little different from unionizing. So I guess I say all of this to say like unionize or not, we need to advocate for ourselves because we're being oppressed and trampled on. Um, by management and by owners, specifically in the strip club. I mean, yes, of course, sex work in general, but in in the strip clubs, that's where we have the most power to start unionizing or organizing or fighting back the most. So um, another, uh, you know, obviously there's also Strippers United, formerly known as Soldiers of Pole, and you can learn a lot there as well. So anyways, I, you know, I don't want to talk too much. I want Sonia to do the talking. She does most of the talking in this episode, um, and that's because we had a lot to learn today. So without further ado, here is Sonia. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for today's episode because we are going to be talking about what's going on in a different part of the world with our guest Sonia. But before we get to Sonia, I would like to remind you to please donate to Yes, a Stripper podcast, as we would like this to be a listener funded podcast. To do so, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Yes, a Stripper podcast. The majority of your money goes back into strippers pockets retroactively and with new and current guests trying really hard to pay everyone that we've had on in the past and that we're having on in the future so that 
link one more time is paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast. Let's meet Sonia. Hello. How are you? Hi, it's a big pleasure to be here with you and uh, share some stories and experience with all of you guys. So thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And before we get started, can you let us know what your pronouns are? Yeah, I'm she, her. Perfect. Thank you so much. So Sonia, let's tell everyone, you know, why you wanted to be here and, and where you're from. And, and, you know, we just want to hear your whole story because we, a lot of us in America don't know what's going on in your part of the world. So please fill us in. Sure. So uh, I'm a stripper. I've been uh, dancing since 2012. I've been, and I am originally a uh, I've been working and I'm originally from Poland, um, was uh, working here for four years. And then I was for four years in uh, London. Okay. I just got back from Poland, I mean, from London uh, last year because of the pandemic, stopped working in the strip clubs because, uh, you know, COVID, uh, rebranded myself, do site domination work, but I also work full time in call center now. Mm. Um, and today I just wanted to talk with you about uh, strippers uh, and sex workers unions and collective mm -hmm. and wanted to give uh, some tips and some background for people who are living in different countries and can unionize as well, why it is important, why we need unions and um, why we basically uh, people working in sex work uh, need uh, basics working rights. Um, right. So I know that um, worker rights are a bit different in US. I know this whole situation is not like clear comparison because you basically have contract, you just sign in and basically this is your law that, you know, describes the way you're going to work, how you're going to work, for what and stuff. But basically, in most countries in uh, Europe, you've got like uh, segments of different kinds of work, like uh, worker status, independent contractor, employee. And uh, this uh, worker status is like a basic worker rights when you have uh, paid every work hour, you've got the right to national minimum wage, you've got right to holiday pay, sick pay, sick leave, maternity leave you have uh, rights to unionize and you are uh, protected from any whistleblowing. So in case something not all right happens in your work and the law is broken, you can basically sue the boss. So can I ask you a question really quick? So there's like three different tiers is what you're saying. So there's yeah. workers' rights, an employee and an independent contractor. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, before we're going to launch into the topic in union, which sure. is a uh, union for sex workers in UK. And before I'm going to tell you the story, how we gathered together and how we started, just to give you the law perspective uh, about most strippers working in UK, mm -hmm. they're hired as the independent contractors. Uh, so the contract says you are paying your own taxes. However, to work in our club, you must work minimum this amount of days, you must wear this, you must change minimum twice at your shift, uh, you must work minimum one Monday in a month, you must work every weekend, so we demand this and that, you cannot leave earlier, uh, you can pay fine if, for example, you are late or doing something not all right at the club that we, we consider to be not all right, 
And uh, you cannot just book your holidays whenever you need to first discuss it with your managers. As an independent contractor, they're telling yes. you these things. Okay. Yes. So okay. <laughs> you've got all of this list in the contract defining how you're going to work, but also the same that the contract says that you are an independent contractor. Um, so girls, uh, people, uh, usual women who work in the strip clubs, because most uh, clubs in London I know are like uh, women's strip clubs. There's only like one venue for trans people, mm -hmm. uh, which is Harpies, and it was just launched like two years ago. So it's quite a fresh place. Uh, so most clubs that hire people uh, give this contract to sign, and they say that um, this is the law, you are in or you're out. And everyone believes that basically this is this is the truth. This is the thing they need to follow to work in a club. They just need to fulfill this condition. It's just like normal. So everyone believes this is how the work functions, that it's all like, you know, legal. Because where is the hack actually? So um, yeah. what's the main problem with the contract is, as you pointed out and noted yourself, uh, it's quite weird that they give so many different like demands and tell you that still this is an independent contractor. It's like a massive paradox. And also there is this gap in the law that actually this contract is like a regular contract for like any kind of like worker. So it qualifies in the law as a worker status because you need to fulfill certain things to work in this venue. Either way, you're gonna be not hired or you can be fired. So, um, we launched, uh, we launched, sorry, we gathered one time in May 2018 and people from uh, United Voices of the World and Women uh, Strike, uh, the two big initiatives in London, uh, wanted to gather sex workers together to build a union uh, for everyone in the industry and starting with unionizing strippers because uh, we are the least stigmatized group in the whole industry and uh, most let's say uh, recognize to the extent that we can speak in public and not be judged or uh, hurt and uh, it's from the legal perspective and law perspective much more easier to start with strippers unionizing than with anyone in the industry like when you do full service and you know most part of the industry is kind of like underground or you cannot do certain things because you would put at risk yourself, your colleagues, person who hires you, who is basically working legally. Right, because you can't be out as a full service sex worker. And so there, it makes your life yeah. more dangerous, right? Yeah. And so because stripping is legal, then you can be yeah. more in public, yeah. It's like, it's like you can be working as an escort as well. You can give full service, it is legal but you cannot work in a brothel. You cannot uh, work. So this is the abolition of sex work. So this is this kind of like model that like tells you, yes, your work is legal, but actually criminalizes three main things that are the source of your work, which is working at somebody's like uh, agency or a brothel, like one one call it, taking people from like public places and uh, so like uh transportation you know, somebody yeah yeah driving pub mm -hmm. club street uh or like working with your like uh friend like you know running a business together you know in a house right. for example and so this is an example of the nordic model right well abolition and nordic model are like quite close 
Okay. Uh, Nordic model includes already abolition, but it also goes even like further, saying that they basically wanna even like forbade most of the things like in sex work, like you know having like contact with the customer. So Nordic model, I would say, goes even step further. Oh, okay. So basically, strippers were already in a position when you know they work in a clubs which are in you know, daylight, you know, like underground, uh, their work is well known, less stigmatized than being full-time escort or whatever. So we already knew that starting with them, we can give power to the others so we can build like a further group and get like uh, more uh, people who want to unionize. So our aim was to uh, gather the most information about different types of clubs, what type of contracts they have there, started getting people from the clubs into union, explaining them the wrong thing about the contract. So we can fight for the worker status together. So we can get like a group, for example, of the people saying like, hey, this contract is not all right. You should change it. Or I don't know, we all going to sue you, you know. Um, and uh, we managed to have uh, one of uh, walk out of uh, working venue uh, example when girls just decided they're not gonna work in a club and they just like left one night. And I wow. think uh, it was uh, because uh, the club was empty, but uh, they were like pushed to like work or something. There, 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 it was something ridiculous. Like girls were demanded to. Uh, work stay at the venue and they just just they just all decided they're just not gonna do it and just left all of them and union get involved so you know no one then get harmed like you know they were fired or something uh so we had like small uh, situations like this we were getting ready in 2018 for our big event which was first uh, sex worker strike strike which was planned for 8th of march and we were, you know, training others how to speak with people in the club, how to persuade them to join the unions. Like, for example, I was speaking with many colleagues in the club I worked and mostly like girls were kind of scared. They didn't want to, you know, lose their jobs, for example. Uh, some of them really didn't understand the worker status and they said that they would lose their freedom. And I was like, you are mm -hmm. already a worker because it's already in the contract, mm -hmm. but the contract just classifies that you are an independent contractor so you should have more rights you should have more money you should have more safety but somebody is just taking away this for you because tells you you're actually you know self-employed right um so you can gain you can't lose but still girls were feeling and thinking that this would lead to the situation that they will be only working on the minimum wage and our paid time, like, you know, yeah. and uh, then they won't have their provisions and stuff. They won't be able to book like, you know, holidays and stuff. And I was saying them like, you know, house fee should be even like a thing, uh, you know, the money to pay right. to the club for a shift. Uh, this can disappear, but we need to just fight for it. But I often heard like, no, this makes no sense. House fees will always stay. And uh, this is not even like uh, a point like to change anything because, you know, it's been functioning for so many years that, you know. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, we experience the same thing here. And a lot of the things that you're saying about like, well, I don't want to lose my job or, or, um, you know, I don't understand why house fees, like uh, so much of what you're saying is a very similar to what we hear here in America when trying to organize, because like you said, the things that they've been doing, they've been doing year after year after year after year. And it's just become like a conditioning factor yeah. where we think that this is just okay. And this is what it is until, and now at this point in California specifically, it's getting so bad that, um, like there, some of the dancers are reporting having to dance for free, having to give free lap dances because they have to like make up their own wages that the club is supposed to be paying them. So it just keeps getting worse the less we do anything about it. And it sounds like the same thing is happening over there. Yeah, I know like at some point I'm not surprised and I don't blame those people because, you know, they were told by the owners of the club that they are so lucky to work in the venue, that this venue Absolutely. is special, that they are special, that this venue is always busy, they will always have money, that they should, you know, respect and praise their owner. And, you know, it's such a ridiculous thing that, for example, in a Christmas time, when you spend more money and, for example, when you need to work more, you are having <laughs> higher house fees, like that was a like classic thing in London. And then, you know, women from my club, they are starting to like save money, like for like uh, like yearly present for the owner, hundred pounds each. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the owner of the club is giving us a dinner, not actually a dinner, but a drinks party when she's just buying, you know, like alcohol for us as if that was like something we cannot have enough already drinking alcohol at our, you know, working right. time. So like even no dinner, sorry, the, the dinner was just for staff, like, you know, managers and bartenders. Wait, they gave um, the food to the staff and not to the dancers. And then yes. the dancers are trying to give the owner money gifts. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> that was like a classic thing. And same, same thing was for her birthday, for manager's birthday. I was like, hey, nobody's celebrating my birthday. Like nobody even like cursed to, hey, happy birthday, you know, whatever. But forget it so what happened in 2018 I was fired from the club which was quite surprising and I obviously told this to the union because the club forbade me to come to pick my pick all my stuff like you know heels and things um, and I was like what's the fucking issue like you know they fired yeah. me okay but like why cannot just why cannot why can I not pick up my own stuff and um then we decided to open a lawsuit. We first wrote a letter like, okay, listen, we think Sonia wasn't an independent contractor, but she was actually a worker because your contract actually states this. Da, 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 da. Uh, they obviously deny it. So there was no, no chance for the settlement. Mm -hmm. And we started building up the case. Um, and we knew it's going to be a long one. Mm. And the hearing was public. The hearing was in uh, 2020, February, so mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and we won. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the judge said, yes, she was a worker. Yes, she and all of the other women who are working in the club, they were workers. They still are. Hence, you know, I should get my sick pay, holiday pay. And everything that was like included in a payment um and basically the judge openly said that 
all of other dancers who are in the club are entitled to the same. Wow. So the union decided to have a meeting with the dancers because obviously there was a, a like massive like shitstorm in like uh, media, uh, I mean, social media, because, you know, the union published the uh, whole thing. Uh, there was some um, article in uh, Independent UK. It was just like on the Women's Day. So um, it was quite, you know, like win-win situation for sex workers. Mm-hmm. And we're like explaining why this win is so important for everyone in the industry, how it paves the way for everyone else in the industry who cannot actually write their voices and fight for the rights because they don't have certain protection. They don't have certain rights, you know. And here are the dancers from this club saying how awful I am and how union is shitting on the whole industry, trying to make their lives harder. So they decided to make the anti-union petition. <laughs> so, so, you know, the union decided to meet with them, explaining them like, listen, this is not something that we made up, like in the face of the like UK law, like you are workers, like this is already in the contract, you know, and we were trying to explain this to them, but um they still so they, they believe so strongly in the fact that uh, the story is like just made up that we just kind of like persuaded them so right obviously if they fought for the workers right and joined the union during the covid time now when in uk all of the strip clubs are still shut down since over here right uh they could have something like you know 80 percent of the um monthly earnings uh yearly earnings this thing that you have like you know national uh scheme for like independent contractors who lost their earnings and, oh so you know, they're giving you um they're like yeah. giving you support financial support, yeah yeah the like government? the government launched okay. this thing for right. independent contractors so everyone who's like registered as a sample employed mm-hmm. and uh, you know in this case uh, they could have potential to even like hire like you know uh, you know money higher money I mean bigger money <laughs> yeah because if somebody is not like you know registered as a self-employed obviously they don't have a chance for the scheme but they're not actually self-employed they're workers so right. they must have something to cover them from their boss so the boss needs to sort this out. Right. But no, they are like jobless and I don't know what they do. And did the boss get money though? Because here in America, businesses got money to give to their workers. Did I that have happen? no idea. You don't know. I have okay. no idea. So so did any money from the government go to the dancers then? So if you are registered as a self-employed, mm-hmm. if you paid your taxes mm-hmm. and you've got to proof that you've been working in the clubs or any venues as a self-employed mm-hmm. and like, you know, you lost your job, you have no earnings. Uh, there was a scheme launched by uh, UK government to help okay. those people who are out of money. Out of okay. money. Um, so the union actually uh, managed to win another uh, case. Um, Sorry, they settled one of the case. Um, they also uh, helped two dancers for other clubs, which were kicked out as well. 
and the girls went to the union. So the union opened the letters uh, to those club owners and they decided not to go to the course. So they signed a settlement. So, you know, the union could like help a lot to those dancers, mm. basically fighting for their rights, something that that not that they like deserve, but they should have like it's right. like obligation. They have these things, you know. Right, right. Um, so uh, the NSM functioning uh, during pandemic, uh, we launched Cybertis, which you were participating in. Yes. So, uh, you know, they find like loads of different like, alternatives uh, for uh, strippers and sex workers in January uh, to, you know, have some one off time to, you know, earn some money by giving online show. So the party is uh, really great event because you are just, you know, relaxing, uh, sitting on a Zoom, right. watching performance, uh, doing their things. You can tip, you can have private dances. So, right. you know, it's like virtual strip club. Right. Um, and, you know, all the time we are trying to sort out any other issues in regards to basically, you know, political, let's say, situation in the clubs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I encourage everyone who is in UK to join this union because it's yeah. open for everyone in the industry. He doesn't uh, like the person doesn't need to be uh, still working. It they can have like past experience in sex work. It's still fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, basically, we're evolving and we are growing, and this is cool because we're gathering uh, people. But I think um, what. Um, kind of like pushes others away is that you know it, it is political but things have to be political if you want to change certain law enforcements because uh, you know running a business is not about somebody wishes you know and ideas like visions it's all political because it involves the law so mm-hmm. the only way, you know, to uh, get what you you get what you deserve, get what you are entitled to, right, is just to literally like fight back, but using the same thing, and that's why I think political, you know, um, opinions uh, really matters and are important, yeah. and. You don't need to be super right or super left or central even. But in this conflict, when it's about workers' rights, well, you kind of need to be left-wing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, in yeah. general, like, you need to know, like, um, depends, like, on the, obviously, like, the model of the law, which is, like, in every country. Uh, but, you know, just to fight for better conditions, you just, uh, you can't be like, you know, whatever. Right. So this is kind of like short story I had about you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna ask you some questions. Um so it's it's interesting to me that because we have some I've heard some anti-union speak from dancers here in the States and not but not like signing a petition or like this anti-union movement where it's where it's like a voice against the voice of the union. It's more like, oh, I don't know about that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it sounds like there was sort of a coalition formed that was like, no to the union, and we're going to sign petitions yeah. and and like verbally argue back. Like, what is their argument against a union? So basically, what they uh, misunderstand and also misinterpret is the 
employee thing, independent contractor and worker status. So in the face of UK law, you can be a worker and employee same time. Okay. So you can have a bit of flexibility, a bit of a freedom and also basic rights, which is what I mentioned at the very beginning. Right. Um, but they don't understand it and they uh, believe that if you're a worker, it means you lose all of other pluses when you're a self-independent contractor, right. uh, which is not necessarily true. Okay. And you can actually be both. So you yeah. could, for example, work in a club, being a worker and also independent contractor. The only difference is that your tax difference a bit, but at the same mm-hmm. time you are getting more money because you know you are having your minimum wage every mm-hmm. hour paid. You have your sick leave and everything paid. And you know, in the in the times when in so many clubs, uh dancers are literally ripped off in one club in london girls have to pay house fee for every time they are off so if they're booking holiday to go home christmas whatever they need to pay like um i don't know 300 pounds for all of the days off wait 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 you're like (laughs) blowing my mind right now so you're saying if i'm like i'm piecing out for christmas to go visit my family and i'm a dancer they're like will you owe us money for that yeah that would what yeah and the dancers are like okay yeah Oh my God, I'm mind blown by that. Like, how bad is it going to be before a collective foot is put down? This is like, this is the way that the machine goes. Like, they can just wash your brain so much that they just believe, you know, it's normal. It's okay. Like, you know, they have like apartments above the club. It's like club is protecting them, caring. There is always a job. There is always a shift. If somebody new comes and it's better fitter, we can keep them out because I want to be on stage the best still, you know. Um, but also, you know, there are venues who, which, for example, will like add and say that, you know, book dancers to different venues and will like make you work like 15, 16 hours a day. I was working like that for a couple of months. Wow. I was working in one club in East London for like five hours. Mind to get anywhere in London is like you need to just go like hour and a half with a tube and bus. Right. right. Uh, then I was finishing my shift at five. Then I was going home at eight. I was at the different club in Soho, and then I was finishing at three a.m. and I was home at five a.m. because I had to queue like you know one hour for my ninety pounds or whatever because the club was also very expensive. And you know like things like this happen and it's like so normal and just like you know. Um, People can imagine it's different because somebody has more power mm-hmm. and they they don't believe or they don't know there is somebody or some organization that could help them and they don't know they're entitled to more. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same thing, like, for example, here in Poland, we have the only, only one collective that uh, cares for sex workers and they are called Sex Work Polska. And basically, you know, they do everything from like legal stuff, like sorting uh, like visas from people abroad, uh, you know, apartments, uh, consultation with the lawyer, um, 
you know, hygienists, uh, self-defense, you know, workshops, um, you know, everything. And also run, you know, campaign in medias and, you know, gathers on small demonstrations so we can educate the society. And, you know, people still, you know, shit on sex workers. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, everyone uses their services, but still everyone denies it's a job. And, you know, maybe since like a decade, like situation, for example, of strippers is better because this was kind of like normalized. But still, you know, society has such a massive issue with sex, body, sexuality. It's either a taboo or a sacrum. And, you know... It's it, it's just like sorry I'm 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 just losing my voice now and I'm just speechless because um, it's an absolute disaster and middle yeah. ages what yeah. this society thinks of sex work and you know like uh, worst things are said by all of those who do full body work and you know the the industry is prospering all the time because we have loads of very famous escorts who are in the industry since years you know and they survived the pandemic and they do well you know so you know it looks like everybody's like using the service but everybody denies it or just uh, literally says worse things about it yeah. and the people who do the job so it's it's and it's just like you know situation here for example is that people who do the the work are not talking about it because they are scared of stigma, hate, right. and being just pulled away by the family's friends, mm -hmm. and you know, even stigmatized by them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm lucky, like my parents and my family, my closest friends, they know what I've been doing since uh, you know first year of stripping, mm -hmm. and you know they know about my activism and stuff. They're like super proud, but you know, not everyone can even talk about you know think that they work in a strip club as a waitress for example I don't know you know right like, right yeah not everybody has the same privilege yeah. to be able to I, I have that privilege, like you know the so power sorry to say it's just like it's, and it's just like the power of the society how they just brainwash the people so either cannot just fight for it's not even fight but just normally live because right. others oppress them you know right right yeah um Wow. And, you know, I've spoken to somebody, uh, we spoke to Gemma Rose recently about some of the things that are going on over in the UK. And I was appalled at some of the things that she said. And, you know, this is just backing up a lot of what she said. And, um, you know, I asked our listeners in that episode, please go and sign the petitions and learn about what's going on over in the UK, because it's, it's like, you're fighting the same fight that we are here, but it's mm. also very different, you know, because yeah. of the laws, but also it sounds like your stigma is a lot harsher over there yeah. than it is here. Um, before I forget though, I wanted to ask, there was something that you had said about the minimum wage and how like mm -hmm. some of the dancers thought like all they would be getting is the minimum wage and they didn't want that. And that was sort of, that was also a misconception here that if we have employee status as strippers, that we would only be making $15 an hour. Yeah. And, and, and that's a misconception. You would be making $15 an hour plus keeping your yes. dance money, plus keeping your tips. And so, yes. you know, is that something you also have to educate dancers over on your side yeah. of the world? Yeah. Yeah, we, after this, like, first uh, win in the court we had, uh, I hope it's not, you know, like, 
one that we're gonna have for like ever but it's just first and you know there are gonna mm-hmm. be many many to come yeah uh, we launched like a small like instagram and social media like you know slide back showing worker status what does it mean and all of this like you know uh points explained so people just don't mislead things and uh you know don't get tangled in the law because i know it's a tricky the tricky thing is a tricky language and so many things sound similar but they're completely opposite things so it's good if you can have it explained in a very simple simple way um, which we managed to do and you know the unionists keep getting more uh, people we now have like a whole committee of people who do like social media caring recruitation uh, you know we know we have like special like districts like in the whole mm-hmm. like you know country so we are like saying like this people handles people from north this one is from south this one's for this area in london so it's like getting like more and more organized which is like so cool because uh it's like we are getting control over the job Mm -hmm. and the industry which is actually you know functioning only by us and this is i think uh my ex-boss just fucked herself up in the court saying like yes dancers are just needed in the club without them there is no business we can't right. function without theirs and I was like yes you cannot yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think this is um this is the main thing like you run the business and it's thanks to you the club has money for the bouncer for the waiter for the banter to keep this whole club as a building you know so you are having all power. You are making money for everyone in this place. So you need to have some respect and basic rights. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you t- share with us what the union is, the, the name of the union? And Yeah, you know, sure. Like, Sorry, I didn't say no, it's okay. <laughs> so it's uh, United Sex Workers. We have the website... Uh, United uh, Voices of the World. It's the main branch of the union, uh, which uh, gathers the workers from the industries like, you know, uh, bar, gastronomy, hospitality. So all of those people that work on like self-dependent contracts. So um, it's covering lots of like different uh, work specifics and, and jobs. And there is a special one for sex workers called United Sex Workers. I will, of course, send you all of the links and resources yeah. so you can yeah. put it like in a bio. <laughs> yeah. And do you, you work with East London Stripper Collective, Collective too, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So what's their role in the unionizing uh, process? So union is built up, I didn't say it is quite important, union is built up from many like different collectives and organization. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, East London Strippers Collective, we have English Collective of Prostitutes, we have Swarm Agency. Um, we have the cream now, um, a couple of other as well, uh, crosstalk projects. So, uh, all of them, they're like advocating for decriminalization, full decriminalization uh-huh. of the work, uh, fighting with the stigma, educating the society in one way or another is an entrepreneurs collective has been running so many different events, like parties, live drawing events. They now have online drawing events. And uh, basically uh, putting up loads of different shows to educate society about the job, make the people meet with the real strippers so they can speak about, speak with them, learn something about their job and their life. And, you know, 
take the stigma away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, English Strippers Collective does the same, but for full sex body workers. Right, so. right. I love that you call them full sex body workers. I really, really like that <laughs> because that is what it is. You know, it's it's working with human bodies, you know, and so it just makes it, I don't know, it, there's, there's, it's, it's touching to me. I really like that phrase a lot. We had this um, discussion in uh, the union a lot mm -hmm. because so many strippers don't want to be uh, identified with a sex worker term. Mm -hmm. And they kind of like don't understand this is like umbrella for all of us and right. it unites everyone in the industry doing different stuff. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a cam girl, if you are on a chat, if you are, you know, a photo session model, doesn't matter if you're a dom, dominatrix, doesn't matter what you do, you are still, you know, working with body, with sexuality, eroticism. Right. So this is not something like, my friend gave me once a good example. When you're dancing naked for a dude, he doesn't think about the cookies or like, you know, Tesco. <laughs> he thinks about fucking you. That's obvious, you know, doesn't matter if he's looking at your legs or your face, he's thinking about sex. And I'm like, yeah you're right you know <laughs> yeah and that's a good like simple um example to you know imagine what's going on in their heads and you know all 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 industry all sex industry is about it doesn't right. matter if it's like entertainment or full body service like for example in domination uh you don't have like full body encounter until i don't know you pick someone right yeah. um but still you know it's a form of like sex, right? Right. Doesn't involve like, you know, maybe like even a touch or anything. Right. But mm -hmm. still evolves around, you know, sexuality. So, and it's super arousing. So, right. And what's so bad about the word sex, everyone? Yeah. What's so yeah. bad about that word? Yeah. <laughs> that was a very like sad thing I saw after uh, the court case that when we were trying to explain to the girls from the club I used to work that. Uh, we gather lots of different sex workers that uh, we strippers are needed so others can, you know, come through and, you know, raise their voices as well. And, you know, people were saying, uh, oh, I'm, I'm a stripper. I'm not uh, some, 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 some kind of a hoe. I'm better. Like, you know, I'm cleaner, like stuff like this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's not only that, you know, you put others like on some sort of a ladder but you know speak about different women like that people it's just like disgusting it's, yeah it's yeah we're phobia like, yeah 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 yeah. It's, phobia. It's phobia. yeah 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 and it's we must help others break free yeah. from the whore phobia that they've been conditioned to believe is a moral thing yeah. Um, and, and we have been conditioned by media and religion and books and yeah. um, examples of older people that we looked up to. We have been conditioned from birth to believe that you are better than somebody else because yeah. you don't do with your body what they do with their body. Yeah. yeah. So we must break free from the horophobia. I want to totally. say slash ask one last thing before we move on. Um, the East London Collective, the East London Stripper Collective was responsible for um, and active in working with FKA Twigs mm -hmm. in um, doing a takeover on her Instagram. And, you know, 
thank you so much for doing that work um, to you and all of your colleagues because that was massive, you know, it was a really big deal. Thank you for that. I think it's appreciated. I think the opinions are divided as well, which right. I'm not kind of like surprised mm -hmm. because, you know, the discussion that was had with her uh, mm -hmm. was taking so much time and, mm -hmm. you know, she was doing what she was doing for so long. So uh, we had good timing with it because mm -hmm. we had like very great news to pass over. Mm -hmm. I wish that we didn't think about it earlier on to start the conversation <laughs> when the video, for example, was released. Right. Uh, but hey, after all, we did it. So uh, yes. I'm happy that it helped to broke some stigma and I'm happy she passes some money because she's fucking rich. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. A lot of us saw some of her posts recently and it was like a 180 from how she was posting before. And, um, you know, it's one day at a time, one celebrity at a time, yeah. one obstacle at a time. Like that was a win. So it, it breaks a lot. I think, you know, like other also, like you know other celebrities can learn and you know there was yeah. like so much shit later on with only fans and then love for yeah, yeah 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 we could talk for hours about yeah. that okay <laughs> let's move on to your stripper tip want to be fabulous just like these strippers pay attention it's stripper tips first thing like um backing up what i was saying earlier on remember that you're not alone and there are people and organizations who will support you and will help you and don't let anyone tell you that your work is not valuable that you are not a valuable person that your work is not needed that your job is not a job that you should get a better job that you should do something different like don't let them tell you this because they all use the service but they just want to undermine you and yourself. So just never listen to it. And remember, you know, there are organizations, there are collectives, there are unions as well now. And if you can just look it up in the internet, try to speak with somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope everyone who's like working in the industry now, they have sources like internet so they can Google it. Yeah. And they can find it on Facebook, uh, on Instagram as well. Um, other tip would be um, if you're a stripper, remember this job is not about being a good dancer. It's a big plus, but it doesn't guarantee you being a good stripper. So mm -hmm. remember to have patience <laughs> and uh, be communicative. So yeah. try to listen, kind of read people and settle into their needs. Um, and I think that's, that these are the things that come to my head, to be honest. Like, yeah, kind of that like, was great. That was great. Important things. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. Question number one. What celebrity would you want to party with? Party with? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know why, but uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp came into my mind. Johnny Depp, okay. As the first one. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if I chose him like now, but I think like, you know, like he's quite famous for like partying and like, you know, drinking and doing other stuff. And, uh, but actually, no, if I chose now, now I, now I chose my favorite DJ. He's not like big celebrity though, but I would like to party with I Hate Models. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever get drunk, order something online, and forget all about it until it arrived? No, never. No, me neither. Um, yeah. Once, once <laughs> I got uh, fucked up with the addresses and I got uh, food into the door of the guy I had one night stand with, 
and oh, no. <laughs> I just realized when the deliver was like your food is by the door and I'm like where is it and I just realized that the address was <laughs> oh no would you rather live on the moon or on a starship orbiting the earth a starship or what would you rather live on the moon or a starship circling the earth starship circling the earth okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I would yeah, like, yeah. but on the other hand, like traveling around the same place all the time, yes, or being correct. stuck in one place all the time, right? Depends how big and luxury the starship is. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> otherwise, maybe rather the moon, so I can build my imperium over there. <laughs> That's a good point. Last one What's your favorite after sex snack? I think it's cigarettes, it's cigarettes. Not <laughs> but I think cigarettes is always a good idea. Yeah. And if I'm not smoking, then I would say pizza. Okay, good. Good. Oh, man. Great answers. I love <laughs> it. So I just want to remind all of our listeners uh, one more time that we are trying to make this a listener funded show, um, working on some advertising and sponsor things. But you know me, I'm really picky. They have to be ethical brands. I won't advertise with just anyone because I hate capitalism. So if you love this show and you would like to donate, you can find us at paypal.com me forward slash yes a stripper podcast and your money goes towards paying strippers who have been out of work for a long time and paying your hosts who work for free one more time paypal.me forward slash yes a stripper podcast thank you so much to everyone who's been donating really appreciate you sonia you have to tell everyone where we can find you and follow you and sign petitions if we need to Right, so I've got uh, my Instagram page, which is I'm your electric girl. I've got Facebook with the same name. And uh, I've got Twitter, which is electric girl 666. And if you are into BDSM and domination, I have my uh, BDSM kind of thing, uh, Instagram, which is uh, Madame underscore electric. And as for the union, uh, we have the Instagram as well, uh, which is United uh, Sex Workers. And the website I already said, it's www.uvw.co.uk. Uh, uh, Shit, or maybe it's the wrong address. But actually, this one I will just need to send. But if you type send in me a link. Yeah. United Sex Workers UK, you will get there. United Sex Workers UK. I'm yeah. your electric girl, Insta. And then we can find all the links probably on yeah. your Insta. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's very important that we all stay connected and understand that we're all sort of being oppressed the same way yeah. in some ways different but all over the world sex workers are being oppressed and um i just am so honored and grateful for you to be on the show today so thank you so much for being here i'm super happy that i was invited and i'm super happy to get connected with you yeah amazing star i'm watching your job as well you know oh, so so you. yeah we activists and you know we strippers stay connected as exactly <laughs> exactly thank you and thank you to everyone for tuning in find a new show every wednesday on yes a stripper podcast.com see you later bye
Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.